The Holy Gospel according to Luke, the third chapter. As the people were filled with expectation and all were questioning in their hearts concerning John, whether he might be the Messiah, John answered all of them by saying, I baptize you with water, but one who is more powerful than I is coming. I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his granary. But the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. Now when all the people were baptized, and when Jesus also had been baptized and was praying, the heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my son, the beloved. With you I am well pleased. The Gospel of the Lord. Dear friends in Christ, grace and peace to you from Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Please be seated. Well, I think this morning is going to be the first time that I have ever quoted Ferris Bueller in a sermon. In 1986, Ferris Bueller reminded us that life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you just might miss it. And that is certainly true today. In the blink of an eye, we fast forward and we miss about 30 years of Jesus' life. Our reading from this morning, we find Jesus no longer a baby lying in a manger, but rather he is a grown adult now and is baptized by John in the Jordan River. And in that moment, everything changes. Everything changes. The whole world is drowned in God's love and God's grace so that sin, death, and the devil may never, ever have the last word and that we are given the gift of life everlasting. In that very moment, when the heavens are torn apart and the Spirit descends on Jesus like a dove, when the voice from heaven says, You are my Son, my Beloved, with you I am well pleased, everything changes in that moment. Because in that moment, Jesus is given purpose. A purpose that will change the world forever. From this moment on then, Jesus begins to teach. Jesus begins to preach and heal. He teaches us how to love and belong. He teaches us how to forgive and be forgiven. He teaches us about ourselves and who we are. And even more importantly, whose we are. In other words, Jesus shows you and me each and every day how to live. How to live individually and how to live together in this world. So today we celebrate the baptism of our Lord. We do it every year at this time. 
But we also do more than celebrate that one event that occurred long ago. Today, we celebrate the baptisms of 34 people here at St. Philip the Deacon over the past 12 months. We join with our confirmands, our youth, 46 of them who will be affirming their baptism on Saturday. And of course, we also remember and celebrate our own baptisms too. The day that you and I were claimed by God in the water, when we were sealed by the Holy Spirit and marked with the cross of Christ forever. And in our baptism, just like with Jesus and all the saints who have gone before us and all the saints who will come after, we too are called by the living God into mission. We too are given a sense of purpose, not out of some sort of obligation, but truly out of the joy, the pure joy that comes from such a life-giving and life-changing gift. And that purpose, that mission, is beautifully laid out in our baptismal service. It's a sort of cliff notes for Christian living. So what is it that we are supposed to do? What is God calling you and me to be a part of? Well, we are to live among God's faithful people. We are to read and hear the word of God. We are to come to the table and eat the bread and drink the wine. We are to proclaim Christ through word and deed. We are to care for others and the world God made. And we are to work for peace and for what is right and good and just in this world. Frederick Beekner, one of my favorite theologians and authors, he elaborates a little bit more on this, this language of mission, this language of calling, this language of purpose. This is what he writes. By and large, a good rule for finding out your purpose is this. The kind of work God usually calls you to is the kind of work that, A, that you need most to do, and B, that the world most needs to have done. The place God calls you to is the place where your deep gladness and the world's deep hunger meet. That's a beautiful intersection. The place that God calls you to is the place where your deep gladness and the world's deep hunger meet. But it doesn't end there. It's important to make note of that. It doesn't end there. Because after we look inward, we must also look outward. Because we must live beyond ourselves. We must look at the world in its most honest and vulnerable moments. We must look at the world in all its pain and suffering and deep hunger, too, and ask ourselves a question. How can my deep 
gladness touch this. Think about with everything that goes on in the world, how can your deep gladness make an impact? How can it touch all that is going on, or even part of what is going on in the world around us? Now, I know that this language of calling and this language of purpose can sometimes be really hard to wrap our minds around. It can be difficult to navigate. So when we struggle with that question, how can my deep gladness touch this, whatever this may be, the good news for you and me is that the one who calls us through the water and the word in our baptism is not a God who creates and then suddenly disappears and vanishes and leaves us to fend for ourselves. Rather, the living God calls you and me anew each and every single day and soaks us with love. In other words, we are never alone. God is with us. And as Christians, part of our baptismal identity is that because we are not alone, we are part of a Christian community throughout the world, and so we do it together. We do it together. And when we do it together in order to care for and love and support each other along the way, and when we fall short in doing that, and I promise you we will, or I suppose I should speak for myself, I know I have and I will continue to do so, we are not alone. Because we remember that we are God's beloved, God's beloved children, so that even in the darkness, even in the uncertainty, in the chaos, in the competing voices, we have the grace, the hope, and strength to try again and again to act, to speak, and live in love. To bring about reconciliation, healing, and peace, and joy, and hope, and light in our relationships and in the world. This is how Christ shows you and me how to live. And because of whose we are, we cannot live without it affecting who we are in all the things we say, think, and do in this world and towards those around us. It's true, life moves pretty fast, so stop and look around. And don't miss it. Don't miss the opportunity to live out your baptismal calling and God-given purpose. Don't miss the opportunity to share your deep gladness with the world's deep hunger. And don't miss the opportunity to share God's life-giving, life-changing gift of love and grace wherever you may be, and in whatever you may do. Let it be so. Amen.